Welcome to Why Not Us Podcast. It's your host, KJ. This morning, we have Mario E. Hardy, better known as DJ Ragtop on the ones and twos. How you doing? How you doing this morning? Hey, good morning. How you doing this morning? I'm doing good. You doing good? What's going on? How you feeling mentally? Well, right now, I'm in that fast. So tell the people about you, like... Who's Mario Hardy? Who's DJ Ragtop? Who the life of the entertainer of a DJ? What's going on with that? Like, well, I mean, it's. I'll be. Give me one second. Did you? I I am back. Okay, I'm back too. Yeah. Okay. So tell the people about you and everything like that. Okay. Well, <clears throat> just a little bit about myself. Um, how I came about as I guess you could say as DJ Ragtop. I pretty much started DJing back in the days, um, in 1988 in uh, College Park, Georgia. I grew up in College Park, Georgia, and DJ at a place called Skate Town. Um, so Skate Town was my first starting point. Uh, it was kind of funny because my first time ever DJing, I got booed out of the DJ booth. So it was just my way of, I love music, so that was my thing. So over the years, I've become better. I've learned to trade. I've actually done a little bit more. I'm always trying to find a unique way of DJing. Um, so that that's pretty much one of the things I want to talk, tell a lot of DJs is don't don't stay within the main mainstream of things. Try to do your own thing. Um, and that's just one of those things as DJ Radtop or DC2DW is always trying to find a way to do it my way and not everybody else's way. Okay. So, so basically you just telling the people just follow your own path. Don't worry about what right. everybody else saying. Stay in your own lane and do do what you feel inside, basically, right? Just Pretty creating much. your own path. And I think that's the that's the biggest part about um about DJing is is that you you really like better not even about DJing about being you, doing you. Don't get caught up in the hype of others. Do your own hype. Be your own person. Be your own business owner. Um, and that's one of the things that I strive. I don't compete with other people. I compete with myself. And when you compete with yourself, you will improve who you are as I don't care if you're a business owner, uh, entrepreneur, whatever it is. When you compete against yourself, you become better. When you compete with others, sometimes you find yourself drifting away from where you want to be. So that's why you always compete with yourself. OK, so what made you want to be a DJ? Well, and that's funny that that I mean that's a I'm not gonna say a funny story, but it's an interesting story. Um, once upon a time, back in the days, uh, my my family went through some things, and we were homeless for a period of time. And so the only thing that kept me um, feeling good about things was music. So I would sit back, listen to music, and music was my I guess my way of breaking away from all the bad things that were going on at that time. And so as time went on, 
I learned how to record music, which was back in the day, which a lot of people don't know, but little tape players, um, the Maxwell tape um, players, you pretty much, all I did was I record all my favorite songs and make, like I said, what, what we call back in the day, a mixtape. Okay. And so a lot of people like my mixtapes and stuff like that. So that was when I was young. And as I got older, I pretty much got a better understanding on how to do more than just do mixtapes. Okay. So I got more into music. So it's like we went from a bad situation to where when we finally, I finally moved in, my father got custody of us and we moved to Georgia. That's where I was able to take that, that, that knowledge or I should say that, that love for music and do more with it. And so I say, like I said, my first time DJing, I was 16 years old, Skate Town U. And it was a Friday night and I went out there and I thought I knew I had my little records because back then we had to carry crates of records. Okay. So I went in thought thinking that, okay, I'm going to do some things and got in there and boy, they booed me out at DJ booth so quick that it was, it was, it was to me at that time, it was, it kind of hit me hard that I got to do more um, because I said, okay, I see I wasn't right or I should be to be a DJ. So I didn't give up. I continued to keep DJing. And as I continue to keep DJing, um, I got better. That's why I have a love for music and skating, because those were my two things that kind of took me away from all the bad things that were going on at the time. That was my out. That's kind of like my outlet from dealing with things in life. So okay. over the years, those two things, the love for skating, the love for music, um, they're still there. That's why I still still contribute to the skate community. I still do a lot of great things for the skaters because I, I don't forget where I came from. Okay. So, so hold up. So you know how to skate? Oh, yeah. Oh, oh man. I can skate with the best. My knees won't let me do it like I want to, but I, I mean, I can do my thing. Wow. So look, you talking about like the skate, you know how. Roll down I, stuff. Yeah, that's cool. See, that's in Atlanta, real cool. Growing up in, growing up in Atlanta, that was one of the biggest things back in the eighties and nineties is you had to be a skater. So okay. that's just one of those things that, um, like being growing up in the ATL, like I said, just like in the movie, everybody, that was a thing. Everybody was skating. So to be able to DJ and work at a skate rink back then was, it was like, it was awesome. Cause we got a chance to meet different celebrities used to come to the skate rink. I mean, of course, a lot of people don't know who those celebrities are now because some of them are not there, but like the boys, um, this um, another bad creation. A lot of them came to the skate rink because that's where it was at back in the days. Is if you wanted to get people to know your music, you go to the skate rink. Yeah, so and that's how it was back in the 80s and 90s. Listen, you talking about the boys like down my heart, down another my heart, bad, yeah. another bad cre uh, creation, <laughs> i.e. Right, there you go. The yeah, yeah. So yep. Yeah, and you was in Atlanta, so I mean, I'm just getting excited just thinking about you know that's the roller skating, just the just the energy. Uh, so another bad Kirk. That, that's, that's, that's the thing. <laughs> okay. I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> so that's that's really dope. That's really dope. So you having a love for skating and music really just created this amazing dj that you are now just yes. that's amazing but I mean, that's one of the things that 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 um that's why i love about the skate ring and the skate community is a lot of people understand is that 
a lot of people have to have an outlet. And we were just, I know we and you were just talking about this last week. Yes. About having a mental, like a mental place to go to where you can kind of like come at peace with yourself and actually able to think straight. And so back in the day, going to the skating rink, and still today, a lot of people, that's their outlet is to go skating. Um, and skating has always been my outlet. So my music and skating has always been my two mental places to where I can get a break away from things. When I'm in a skate zone, I'm not thinking about nothing else going on in this world. When I'm DJing, it seems like I go into a zone and all I focus on is having a good time and making sure the people that I'm DJing for to have a good time. So it's a mental thing for me. It's, it's something, it's, it's like a, it's a mental outlet and everybody needs that. So like when you have, when you put a combination of doing what you love, Mm-hmm. That same thing of doing what you love is also your mental outlet, and it's like then you're also able to make a living off of it. Yes, all three of those together, and you have the perfect, like I can say, perfect life. But you have that perfect way of doing things in your life because you're doing what you love. You're in your mental zone, and you're enjoying it, and you're doing things to make other people happy. So that's like a great combination altogether. That that's a great combination, especially if you're doing something that you love, because you you're just able to just be who you are. When you do things that you love, it's like that's what really gets you up in the morning, because you're able to really put in the focus, put in the time with things that you love. You know, right, so right. just listening to you with the skating. So what I want to ask you, right? <laughs> so in the eighties, right? Right. So did you have a little fro, like? Or oh, look, Jerry Curl. I'm I'm just asking for a friend. Like, did you have no, a Jerry well, Curl? Well, see, back then, <laughs> I mean, the like younger 80s, I mean early 80s, yeah, had a little little fro. But as um, and it's kind of funny now because I look back at it, but when we got into the late 80s, mm-hmm. um, I was a dude running around with a perm in my head, hair curled to the back, and um had all kinds of lines cut inside my head. So I was always trying to be me be my own self be unique i never try to blend in with everybody else okay so. okay okay but that's good you always been who you are so that's always good being your most authentic self right. see that's what i like about you you know i've learned a lot about you a lot of great things like you you like a teacher you want to give knowledge and you really service to the people and you don't meet that many people like you and i'm just honored to you know really be in your presence and just learning this. Like, I'm excited. Like, you know how I get my energy be high. So right. just listening to what you're saying about Atlanta and, you know, skating and DJing and, like, I could visualize that, you know, like, right. you know, just like, ah, you know, it just make you want to go to the, <laughs> it made me want to, but I'm not going to the, I can't really, I can't even roller skate like that. But when I was younger, I remember being in that energy when I was younger. My mom used to drop me and my sister off at the skating ring in Henderson. So that's what we used to do. Like the music, the energy and everything like that. Everybody just having fun. So that's amazing, man. That is really amazing. So And and that's one of those things that when you like, I look back at all the things. See, this is where you never forget where you came from because everything about, me, everything about my company, everything about me as a DJ is all about where I came from. Um, and so, when I say that, it's one of those things to where, 
like DJing at the skating rink is where I started at. And to this day, I still do my thing at the skating rink. I still go out and I still support the skate community. I still do what I can to, to give back to the skate, just like um, the schools. I remember the, the like back in the days, the little school dances that we used to go to and we didn't know anything or like as little kids, all we want to do was have fun and, you know, pick at the girls, pick at, you know, how, how they all went back then. So the program, like one of the programs I have here is where I go out, I DJ for all the elementary schools here in Cumberland County and also Hope, if Hope, every now and then I do one in Hope County where I go out and I DJ for free is because I know the teachers are doing all they can to take care of our children. And there is no funding to do anything more than, than to teach the kids. So I go out there and I DJ for free. And that's like giving back to your community. Um, those are things that when you understand who you are and what you went through, you become a better person when you go back and you fight those things. Um, and when I say fight those things, you fight those bad things in life by giving back to that, to where those people don't have to experience what you went through. Yeah. And that's, that's just one of those things to where once you make it to the top, don't just stay at the top, come back down and help others do better. Do what yeah. you can to help people. And that goes back to like uh, a lot of people. And this is the crazy thing is a lot of people say, well, your, your prices for weddings are too low. You should charge more money. And I'm like, well, you know what? Me and my wife got married 25 years ago. That's we a spent, blessing. Yes. Uh, we spent about $3,000 for our wedding. Um, there's That doesn't exist <laughs> today. No. But we had the biggest wedding ever. We had, um, I mean, we, and the thing, thing what was so funny is the DJ for my wedding was a boom box with a mixtape that I made. So that was my DJ. So I look back at then. And I said, you know what? I remember how it was. You know, when you first start off, you want to start off on a good foot. Most couples today are going through and dealing with a lot more than couples that they started 20, 20 plus years ago. So things are a little bit more challenging. So the last thing you want to do is start off a new chapter in your life with the person that you love the most in debt. Facts. Facts. So get it. You know, people, I got it. People can make the decision. They can do whatever they want. But the way I look at it is if I can make it affordable to where a person can have all, I mean, not just the guy playing the music, but just have all the special trimmings to make a wedding day special, then that's what I'm going to do. And that's what makes me unique is I don't just play the music. I go to the extreme to make sure that, that everybody's entertained Yes. And I actually captured those moments, so you have something to go back and look at. Yeah, like tell them how tell them how you came up with um, the idea of you know how you set your cameras up and how you're able to do A, B, C, and D, and how you put it all together. Tell them how you created it. Well, and I think that's where the as um, as a, as DC two DW. Okay, my like, and this is the crazy my my, my whole military career i was exposed to a lot of different things in reference to technology cameras like my last three years i was a public affairs representative and that person would like went up to the pentagon got one week worth of training on public affairs well they they taught us how to use cameras how to tell stories how to use cam like video cameras so i took that for three years i did that for the last three years of my military career so i took all those things 
and incorporate it into what I do for my customers because I was so good at doing it in the military. I was called the special project guy because anytime they wanted something done, there's high tech or something like that, I'll be the one that they called to put it together. So even though my background is transportation, um, that was uh, I was more into the S6 than I was transportation my last few years in the military. So video cameras, cameras. I look back again, go back to my um, my my wedding day was we had my cousin um, who actually video recorded on an eight millimeter camera. Um, the photographer uh, back then, we didn't have the digital stuff. We had 35 millimeters where you had to develop. So I look back at we didn't have. My camera because my cousin did it, it wasn't really the best, but it was perfect back then. Um, the person that did our pictures didn't really do a good job. Um, but again, we still have memories. So to me, I look back and say, you know what? If I can give people a better experience than what I have on my wedding day, that would be the bomb. Yes. I got a chance to try it. The very first wedding I did it with uh was uh just Jason. Um Oh my gosh, I forgot. It's um, not Sydney. Yeah, Sydney. Jason and Sydney, I did their wedding uh, back in Newport News, Virginia. The biggest wedding I ever did. I mean, when I say big, they had the horse and carriage, they had everything. So at that time, I didn't have the best of the equipment, but I had the right equipment to do what was necessary. So I had the projector, I had the TV screens, I did a little bit of everything. So through their wedding, it was a seed planted in me to where I got to do better when it comes to wedding. Cause that was really the biggest wedding I ever done. So that was back in 2006. So from there, as I started to prepare myself to get retired from the military, I started coming up with more and more ideas on how can I make things better for weddings? Because I did, I got exposed to um, weddings in 2000, I mean, I, I, when I say exposed to, I did a lot more weddings than just one per year, which technically how it was when the military I only got a chance to do one, maybe two per year. But when I retired, I got exposed to doing weddings. And to be honest, when I went and came into this industry, it was a lot of crooks in this industry. Mm. And when I say a lot of crooks, there was a lot of people that were misguiding people, giving them bad information try to take advantage of them, try to take their money. And that's something that I didn't like. And so I started to learn, learn the process, learn the system, learn, learn the trait, learn the actual, um, I guess you could say my field. And the more I learned, the more I understood that, okay, this ain't not what right looks like. And so that's that where I went and got a degree in event planning. And I got a chance to learn more and more about that. I also got a degree in IT. So took all that knowledge and came up with this perfect idea of why not be able to entertain the guests, tell the story of the like of the couple. Because the thing about people to understand is when I do a wedding, I really try to understand where the couple is coming from. So if a person wants to understand the importance of a wedding, tell the story of how that couple went through what they went through to get there. So I would say tell the pictures say you don't even have to say words with pictures pictures tell a lot so that was one of the things i said okay so let me incorporate that let me go in and get people to understand where this couple is coming from so you tell the story then after you tell your story you know you entertain the guests because entertainment believe it or not will make or break a wedding 
or any of it. So you want to entertain the guests. So you come up with a way to entertain them. And that's where you have your video cameras. And first start off with the video camera was, it was just a dance cam where, okay, the camera's on, you can see yourself dancing on the TV screens. And so that was, that was satisfactory. I mean, that was really good for a lot of people. For me, I said, okay, well, you know what? Since I got these cameras, why not just video record? Mm. The technology is there, so why not do it also? So then I came up with the idea, okay, well, you know what? Bam, okay, we're going to tell the story. We're going to um, we're going to tell the story. First, we're going to do is we're going to tell the story. Understand the vision of the couple. So then you can see exactly what the couple wants. Then you tell the story of how they got where they're at now. Then after that, you entertain the guests. From there, after you entertain the guests, you capture the moments. And so that is like the complete package. Because like me, I'm looking at, if I was to do my wedding today, what would I want? And that's where I said, what's coming? So do I want to spend $2,000 on a DJ? No. I'm. Why am I going to charge somebody something if I don't want to pay that? Because if someone comes to me right now and I, I want to hire a DJ, I'm not going to pay $2,000. I'm just sorry. I'm not going to pay $2,000. So why would I charge somebody $2,000 to DJ? So that's just my own way of looking at things. So that's that's just how I visualize. I treat people the way I want to be treated. For sure. For sure. And I'm just sitting here listening to everything you're saying because people will try to get over on people and try to pretend they know more than they really know because people just getting into the business. So right. they try to take advantage the whole time. They really don't know what they're talking about. You feel and what I'm think, saying? Right. And that's where, and that's the thing where you have to educate. Like with me, I give a presentation before you can sign a contract with me. You have to sit in my presentation. I give you a full presentation so you can understand what's going on and who I am. I am not your regular DJ guy that plays the music. I am a DJ entertainer. What makes a big difference. And that's where I go. Life of DJ entertainer is that that whole story to me is breaking the mold of what people think a DJ does. There is a difference between a DJ and a DJ entertainer. A DJ, he or she just plays the music. A DJ entertainer understands the whole, how the whole thing is going to come together to entertain the guests. And that's what people think, oh, when you hire a DJ, no, there's a lot more. And that's where I try to educate people that when you hire a DJ entertainer, they're doing more than just playing the music. They're making your vision come together because when you sit down and you look at look at the entertainment or I should say the event services who puts it all together right it's supposed to be the event coordinator event planner but most of them and my and this is just from my experience don't understand the part about the DJ most of the time the assumption is they just play the music well there's a lot more to it and I think that's where the, as a DJ entertainer we are the ones that kind of like pull all the assets together all the, because like when it comes time to do the introduction okay you got to make sure the, the photographer is there you got to make sure the videographer is in place you got to make sure all the right things are together so some event planners or event coordinators know that as a dj entertainer we're already on cue to say okay we're gonna make sure this person's in place this person's in place we're gonna make sure everything flows together and so, like with me, I've kind of like the way my my system, my system on the way I do things, my system on how I do things is it's set up to be a safety net. 
okay. to where I'm able to capture those things, do those things that the photographer might not be able to capture or the videographer might not be able to capture or the event coordinator might have forgot something. Because it's always me. I'm going back and I'm going to check every single thing to make sure everything is completely under one umbrella and not out here to the left or out to the right. So if, all right, so how about if a person doesn't have a video videography or, you know, presentate the videos, would you be able to, you, you have everything you need to do everything. Yes. So it's not really a need to really have all those people because you have everything that you need, like in that package, right? You know, everything that you need. So that's what's so dope about you. That's what makes me different from everybody. Like, and this is one of the things I, I know I go on, I go on these different groups, DJ groups, and they're like, oh, why are you doing somebody else's job? Oh, well, my thing is this. The DJ, the life of a DJ entertainer has changed in so many different ways. We went from albums, which are vinyl, people can call, I mean, I'm calling records, right? Okay. <laughs> records, albums, vinyl. We started with that. Then we went into CDs. Then from CDs, we went into MP3s. Well, technology has always changed things to make it better and easier for us to do our job. All I'm doing is taking it to the next level to where now I'm incorporating videography, photography, all into one setup. Now, I always tell people up front, it's not what a professional would do. If you want professional pictures and professional video, then yes, go ahead. But if they don't have that, they don't have that. Well, most of them, I was going to have, excuse me, a photographer, but for a videographer, a lot of people don't get videographers. And that's the part that I, I really wish everybody would get a videographer. And if they don't, then that's when I step up. Okay. So people should get that. If it, should... it's, it's a good memory to have. Okay. It's a real okay. good thing to have. And so like okay. what I do is if I have, and most of the time what happens is I'll have someone, they just don't want to get all this extra stuff. So I say, okay, well, you know what? It's in my package. So I have the technology to do it, so I'm going to do it. So what I'll do is I'll set up one of my seven iPads to record. And then, of course, because of COVID, I learned um, how to broadcast. And I think that's one of those additional things that people do is like, now if people can't make it, I set up a virtual room for 100 people to where people can't make it, can actually sit back and watch it and see it from wherever they're at. Technology is there to help us and improve what we do. And to me, I'm all about tech. Is it's like if I can set it up to where I can video record, take pictures, and DJ all at the same time, then why not? It makes it better for the customer, and that's where like, oh, you know, I'm not trying to sabotage the the industry. I'm trying to take care of the customer. I don't. I have no idea why people are the way that people are. Just so. Because they don't come up with something and they don't understand something. They try to, like, you know, downplay what another person is doing. And just because you're not creative, it's just because you did not come up with this idea, sir or ma'am, that doesn't mean that it's not possible to do. Like, I don't, I don't like – one thing I don't like about – that about people you know when you're you're doing your own thing you're unique you're in your own lane you feel what i'm saying right right people not doing what you're doing so right. if people not doing what you're doing to me if i'm in if i'm a dj i'm gravitating towards you i want to learn from you 
because it's different, you know, and right. it's helping everybody and it's A, B, C, and D. That's that's what I'll do is gravitate towards you and like, can you help me? Can you teach me this? Instead of just like, well, why are you doing this and stuff like that? No, I'm going to ask you questions so I'll be able to understand like you do and then try to create something to what you created and make my own path. So that's what I think. That's that's how I think. But a lot of people don't think like that. Well, see, that's where like with me, you always got to be a pathfinder. Like you said, you, had, you said the right word. You said path. I'm a pathfinder. I'm the type of person to where I'm not going to follow in somebody else's footsteps. I'm going to go make my own path. And then once I make that path and I make sure that path is solid, I'm going to go back and show people the path that I took. So if they want to use that option, then they can use that. And then they can from there where I stop on the path, they can continue to keep it moving forward. And that's what it's all about. And that's what it's all about. It's about taking what you know and you teach. You don't like with me when I get something new. When I go out and purchase something new for my company. I don't keep it to myself. I'll go out on Facebook and I'll broadcast it, give all the information that's necessary. Um, I, I put out information, what's working, what's not. And that's one of those things to where, again, I'm not competing with other people. I'm competing with myself. So if I think this works, then I'm going to share that information. I'm going to share that knowledge because that's one of the things about this industry. When I first came into this industry, everything was all hush, hush. Uh, they didn't people didn't want to share information i mean god forbid they didn't even want to put their prices online because they want they want people to undercut them why i'm not worried about prices i'm not worried about people undercutting me or anything in that nature if you want me then this is my price and this is what i'm about i don't care what john jill or whoever what their prices are because they're not my competition i'm my competition and i think that's where people have to get out of that mindset that other people are trying to steal stuff from you. It's like that paranoia, you're wasting energy on the other person versus focusing on yourself and your crap. Yeah, because it's very important just to be service to people. Like me and you were talking about last week. It's very important to be service to people. It is very important. Like being service to people is a must. Like I share knowledge too. I don't hold anything back. I want everybody to win. Right. So that's my mentality. Right. Even if a person isn't listening to me, I'll still give them the knowledge. Like I know people probably don't even listen to me, but I still talk and give the information because that's just me. But but you're sharing yeah. the information. You're putting it out there to make it easy for people to find. Yeah. Because a lot of stuff, there's a lot of stuff out there that it's like, and I found this out when I and I'll tell you, I'll tell you a story. This is the craziest story. All right, tell it. You know I'm ready. When I first started up, all I knew was DJ. Okay, and that's where a lot of DJs focus on. They focus on building that craft on becoming a good DJ. Well, then I started to learn. Wow. Okay, they're doing uplighting. I didn't know what uplighting was. I'm like, what? Y'all take some flashlights and put them up. Like, what, what's uplighting? And come to find out. I went out and I saw, okay, the little lights that you put up to, to, to upload, to kind of like to highlight the decor. So I went out and spent 800 something dollars on all the wrong lights. So I went out and got these little bitty canisters of lights and I thought I was doing something. I was like, okay, yeah, I got, I got 12 of these lights. So now I'm, I'm going to do some <laughs> uplighting. I wanted to go put those uplighting up for my first couple of weddings and yeah, you can see it, but it's like, hey, that don't look like the pictures I've been seeing online. So why? Why? I was like, what's really going on? So then I said, you know what? 
I went back, did my research, and come to find out I had the 32 par light systems, which were that means that the beam and the light was terrible. Um, that they're not powerful, they're more so for spotlighting like cakes or highlighting the so I had the wrong, I had the spotlights versus the uplight. So okay. that is something to where I had to, it's kind of like being baptized by fire because I learned the hard way what to get to do like all the other DJs were doing with that. And the thing was, nobody was sharing the information. So like now I go out and when I do anything I do, I share the information because I don't want it to want someone to go out and waste money and time trying to figure it out because what you do is you see in the picture what it is, but people don't tell you how are they making this, this image come to life? What are they doing to get this perfect picture of the uplighting, the decor, stuff like that? So me, I've learned that, okay, I wasted a lot of money for my first three years of being in business because nobody was willing to share information. But then as I started to learn more about the DJs in my community, and that's one of the things I love about my community of DJs is once I started to learn like DJ Nate, um, DJ Hutch, um, got a chance to easy, well, DJ Easy Hutch, those two individuals gave me so much knowledge to where within my, my third year of business, I started to get the right equipment because I started asking questions and they started to share information with me. And that's why I tell people all the time, those two DJs, if it wasn't for them, I would have never learned what right looked like as far as some of the things that I do now. So it was like, now I understood. So our community has become better and stronger with our DJs to where now we're sharing information. DJs call me up, ask me questions about, hey, what'd you do? I'm sharing because I don't want them to go through what I went through. I don't want them to waste money on all the wrong equipment. And that's one of those things about the life of a DJ is you will have to go through a lot of stuff behind the scenes just to make someone's event perfect. So I share that information. Like when I go through, it, it takes me two hours or three hours to set up equipment. Yeah, everyone sees the final product, but you didn't see all the stuff that goes on. So it's like trying to educate people on that process that being a DJ entertainer it's fun, but at the same time, it is an actual career. It is an actual job. It's not a hustle. See, that's one of the other things we're trying to break that cycle of what people think about DJ. It's not a side job. It's not a side hustle. Some of us take it as a profession. And that's one of those things to where a lot of these younger DJs, they think it's like push a button, play some music. And there's a difference between playing music that you want to hear versus playing music for, for the crowd. And that is some of the biggest problems we have with some of these newer DJs that are coming out is they're playing more so music that they want to hear versus music that you have to be able to read the crowd. You have to be able to understand what the customer wants, which sometimes can be challenging because the customer sometimes will give you a list of music that you only listen to. There's a difference between dance music and listening music. Um, so it's it's so many different twists and turns about being a DJ entertainer to where it's like I'm taking time to educate people. So when I post a lot of stuff on Facebook, I'm not bragging about it. I'm more so showing people this is what's going on. This is what's taking place. When you hire a DJ, these are the things that you have available. These are the things that a DJ should be able to do. He or she should be able to do. If you hire, then there's like so many different types of DJs. You have a club DJ. 
you have a skate DJ, you have a regular DJ, you have someone who just plays music, which they call themselves a DJ. Then you have the DJ entertainer, which is the one that brings all the extra scenarios, the, the lighting, the, the monogram, the, the actual video screen capability. DJs, um, and this, there's so many different categories of DJs, but when someone says DJ, what does that really mean to them? Some people think playing music from Spotify is DJing. I mean, there's so many technology now has made it easy for anyone to claim to be a DJ, but you have to really take time to understand what does that really mean? As like, a lot of people think, first thing, when you hear DJ, what's the first thing that comes to your mind? So the first thing that comes to my mind when I hear about, hear a DJ, I think about like the turntables. That's what comes to my mind, the turntables. The little thing that you go like this, and that's that's the what scratch, I think about. Right. Yeah, the scratch. Um, that's that was that's what comes to my mind for um like DJ and just getting the party started, good music, good vibe. So that's the first thing that comes to my mind with a DJ. And that's that's what with today is. For example, you take a club DJ, a club DJ, their their whole vision or I should say their whole survey of people that come into the club is going to be completely different based on that type of club would you want music that's played at a club played at your wedding no hold so on then, hold on hold on hold on it yeah i mean some music from some the club, music yeah some music but you know i want some you know to be able to slow dance and you know and different things like that. I see what you're saying. I got right. You. I mean, because like you got you go in there, you know, like I'm gonna say back in my old days of DJing in a club, you know, like uh donkey butt and stuff like that. You know, I wouldn't want to play that at somebody's that. wedding. You know, some people want to play it, you know, or Luke Skywalker, uh, you know, you know, I would say Hoochie Mama, some of those other ones that were popular like back then, those are real like club type music clubs. Got you. It's just gotcha. like right now, like Rake It Up, for example. I'm going to say Rake It Up because that was one of the biggest ones when that song first came out. Would you want Rake It Up to be played at your wedding day? Um, probably. Now, think about it. Now, the reason why I say this now. Hold on. I'm thinking about it. Okay. I'm thinking is, about it. I'm going to say this because a lot of people think the song, it, don't get me wrong, the song is a good song. It has a good beat. But the message in the song. You right. You right. You right. I'm just I thinking mean, about the beat. I was just thinking right, about the beat. Right. As, as a as a real good DJ, it's like when you go into like going to the club, it really doesn't matter what the message is. I'm be honest. It really doesn't matter. It's like you play some good beats, you play some good songs. Um, you know, get people hyped. That's one thing. But when you go into somebody's wedding, you don't want to be talking about how you're gonna go out here on the corner and make money. So that um, that's something that a lot of people got to understand is you, there's a difference between you don't want grandma, grandpa, uh, I, 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 you know, I, right. you, you know, to get offended, especially because yeah, then we, we're talking about you're going to have church folk at your wedding. Yeah, and you, don't want your, you don't want your pastor to like, did they just play up? Like you know, <laughs> you know, and then when I say it's like, don't get me wrong. There's always clean versions of the song, but even the clean version is bad. I got what and you're saying. So that's why I say there's a different DJ, like a skate DJ. Um, one of the hardest things, and I tell people this all the time. The hardest place to DJ for is a skating ring. 
And when I say that, I'm talking about when you have real hardcore skaters, if you can do great things as a skate DJ, you're not going to have any other problems with any other different areas because skaters are the hardest ones to DJ for. And I say that is because you're, you're, you're talking about, we're not only talking about dancing, but you're also talking about moving on eight wheels. So it's easy to do a sidestep here, there, and when you got no, you know, in your shoes, but when it comes to skating, it's a little bit challenging. So to me, the most challenging is the skate DJ. DJ in a club, that's the, probably the next one because you're dealing with a whole different variety of different people and they're drunk in some cases. Not all, but some are drunk. Makes it easier for them to get on the dance floor and do crazy stuff, but that's a little bit different. Now, as a wedding DJ, a wedding DJ is, to where I look at it, is the most, like, kind of like the highest level of being a DJ because you're not just playing music. You're actually controlling the entertainment of the entire environment. Mm. If you walk into a wedding, first thing you do is you hear music. You have that preload music that people are playing to entertain you before the wedding starts. Then you got to make sure you play the right songs for the ceremony. God forbid if you play Hoochie Mama when the bride's coming down, you know. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Listen, so you playing the music, hold on. So you doing the, because when I think about, you know, the wedding, uh, I'm thinking about like after the wedding, you feel me? Like the right. entertainment, like the recession, the what? It is it a recession? Man, yeah, you're talking reception. You're right. You're yeah, reception. I said the recession. I mean right. the reception. I know but, what you're talking about, but it's yeah. but that's the thing is, and that's where, like, with me, I educate. That's why I sit down because a lot of people think that okay, the DJ only plays music just for them to dance to. But when it comes to a wedding, there is there is so many different. Like, for example, there's a ten. I call it the a wedding day is ten hours. Okay, from beginning to end, it's about a ten hour day. Sometimes it might be longer, but it's a ten hour day. So. DJ, if the DJ again, there's different types of DJs. Sometimes people just hire that one DJ for like some cases the radio station or a club DJ just to entertain the people when it comes time to dance. But an actual DJ entertainer who's been in the business, a wedding DJ, knows they're responsible for playing the music during the ceremony, their um the preload music during the ceremony, the cocktail hour. You have to entertain the people. So, like when a bride and groom and the bridal party and the bridal fam out there taking pictures, you got that that one DJ. Because the thing is, your guests have to be entertained the entire time. From the time they arrive to the time they leave, they have to be entertained. Now, if I let's say, for example, let's just say take music completely out. Okay. If you come into a wedding, okay, wedding starts at three o'clock. You come in at 2 30 and mm -hmm. you're just sitting there. What are you gonna do for 30 minutes? Um, you know what? Honestly, I haven't been in the wedding in a long time. So I, I want to listen to music like I want to listen to music, you know. You want something I, to entertain you yes, while yes, you're waiting. Yes, so I, I mean, because you might have your cell phone there to entertain you or a tablet or something, but you got to, you want to you're gonna really want something there. So okay, so the music starts playing there. If I'm playing the right music to entertain, like keep in mind, my goal as as a DJ entertainer during that time frame as a wedding DJ is to get your mindset 
set the environment. It's a wedding. The music selection that the couples choose is the vision of their wedding. Yes. So the music that I'm playing, I'm playing music to get you in that mood to, oh, this is going to be a nice wedding, things of that nature. And it's the buildup. So you're and ready and exciting. So then you'll kick, bam. So then, you know, when that bride comes out, that right song, of course, the dress and that she's beautiful, he, or mm. in some cases, he is beautiful. Um, but it's like you want it to be set right. And music has that extra little, little extra to it. So beautiful dress, beautiful, like tuxedo sometimes. And you wanted to set that mood. So you got to have the right music to play. So then the music comes in, bam, it sets the mood. Then from there, when it comes time to make that big exit, that song that they choose really gets people ready for the next part of it, which is the cocktail hour, which then is the reception. Okay, see, when I see you just I just learned something today. So okay, when I think about a wedding, right? I'm thinking about the wedding. So how do you set up everything for because it's like two different parts of mm-hmm. wedding sometimes. Right. So how do you set up everything for that part, you know, like for the wedding part and the reception part? Like, you know, how does everything flow with that, you know? Like, well, that's where, and that's where with me, I have what I, I put together planning forms. Okay. And, and those planning forms, it kind of, it shows, it gives an outline of what the customer needs to choose. Now, what happens is most of the time the customer's not thinking the way, like a I like a wedding DJ thing because we've done so many weddings, so we know what kind of like really sparks things off for the wedding. So we'll actually sit down and we'll help them pick out the music. The music that they choose should be music that tells their story. It should say a lot about who they are. Like sometimes a person will pick a song and not know that that song means a lot. So you're like, for example, when it comes time to do the introduction. And I tell this to all my brides and grooms. The way you enter your reception sets the pace. If you come in again, nothing against church. But if you come in there like you go to church, it's going to be like church the entire time. But if you come in there ready to party and have a great time, then it will set it off. and It will maintain that entire time frame. So that's why I would tell people like when they choose that slow song to do their entrance. Again, that if that's how they want to represent themselves, that's fine. But like when you play that one song, Bring Them Out by T.I., you know, that gets everybody hype. Or you got We Ready, you know, songs like that. And that's why I say you want something that's going to be like Bring Them Out, like make it live. Okay. So just like your wedding party, if you choose, again, your wedding party got to bring it. So when they come in, like you want, I mean, if they're doing flips, <laughs> the thing is, is that when you sit back at a reception, a lot of people don't understand it. It is a, a performance. It is a show. It's a celebration. So it's a combination of all those things together. So when you come out, you are coming to celebrate the greatest day in your life. You just married the person that, that is going to be with you for the rest of your life, and you're ready to celebrate. So that energy needs to be there. So when people yeah. come in, it's like I try to get them hype. I do my thing to hype things up. But then I tell the broader party, look, y'all got to come in. Don't just walk in. 
dancing, strike a pose, do something to yeah. light up. That makes a big difference because, believe it or not, if I'm sitting in the guest, mm -hmm. guest that I'm here, I'm sitting at a wedding. If I see someone doing five flips coming in, I'm gonna stay and see what's going on here because this is gonna be something entertaining. Then I'm like, whoa, that dude just hit five flips coming in. So then I'm gonna sit back and I'm gonna watch. I want to stay for the whole wedding dime frame because I want to see, you know, this is this is fun. This is gonna be a great time. But if I come in and people are doing that church shuffle as they come in to be introduced, <laughs> and you know what? I'm just gonna eat this food, and I'm gonna leave. And and that's just how that's just the mindset. It's so it's like a wedding day is like a production, but it's a production that tells the greatest story in someone's life. Yeah, you got to really, because I'm sitting here thinking about everything you're saying. Like, I'm sitting here listening to you. So basically, all the songs that you pick is basically telling the story. Right. Right? So you creating a vision and it's telling the story type vibe. You feel right. me? You create <laughs> moments. So, hey, you just put me on game, sir. Yeah, and that's and see to me it's like it's it's kind of like if I had to do my wedding all over again, yeah, I know all the right songs to tell my story. Okay, because I'm a DJ. But like when you sit down, and you choose your songs. Is you want things to flow? For example, when it comes time for you to do your first dance, that song that you choose should be that song that meant something special to the two of you. Yeah. It should be that first that song that was playing in the background the first time you kiss, or it should be that song the first time that you really realize that you love it. It should be that song that brings out a part of you and that other person that you connected with, and that's one of those things. Your story, just like when you choose that song to dance with your as a bride, you're dancing with your father. What song tells the story about your relationship between you and your father? You, are you was you a daddy's little girl or what well, I mean it's like my girl like a lot of people like temptations I was daddy I was daddy's little girl so it's kind of like you want to tell the story with the music and so when people choose their music it's kind of like you're telling the fairy tale story of your life coming up to this moment in time you know what you know what I'm sitting here thinking like my dad you know I probably pick Everybody was kung fu fighting. <laughs> yeah. Cause it's just because that's the kind of energy me and my daddy have. Like funny energy. Like that'll that'll be me and my dad just doing stuff like that. And that'll be it. Like he liked that diamond in the back, some Rutoff digging right. with against the lean. Woo-hoo. It'll be that vibe. I can only be me. So that's the kind of energy I'll be having with my dad. But then that's what I say. But that's that. That's that relationship that you have with your father. Yeah. And just like when it comes time for that groom to dance with his mother, it's like, was you a mama's boy? You know, because if you're mama's boy, okay, then you most likely you'll play that boys to men song. Mama. Mama, yeah. So, or like some people, Tupac, um, dear mom. I mean, it, it's, it all depends on the type of relationship that you have. Yeah. And that's something to where when you choose the music. It has to be a part of what, like, what you want that day to mean to you, and I think that's where people, like, sometimes people get caught up in the weddings and they're just picking stuff at random. 
Uh, yeah, just to, just just to, 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 I'll sit back and I see it and be like, okay, I don't see what kind of story you got going on here. You got Pee Wee Herman dance. You got, <laughs> uh, you know, I'm gonna sit here looking like you got uh, Gundam style. Like, you know, what, what's really going on here? And, that, and that's where I'll sit back and I'll ask questions and see DJ Nate. He actually taught me a lot about understanding the meaning behind the song. Because when me and him sit down and we talk about music and he kind of highlights some stuff to me to where I like what I kind of like the vibe that he, what he was talking about when it comes to music. And some of those episodes, he, we'll sit back and we can talk for, for hours about some of the things he's been exper experiencing in the same. Same thing with DJ Easy Hutch is I listen to their two stories of things. They've been in the business for a long time and I listen to all the different things that they encounter and I incorporate what they talked about into what I do. And believe it or not, you'll learn a lot from different people. Like if you take time to, to to reach out to other people in the industry, you can learn a lot. There's a lot of knowledge and wisdom out there. And don't get me wrong. There's some people in this industry are stuck in their ways. And I mean, I'll give you a crazy story. I had this one wedding planner where you had to use her music for the ceremony. She chose the music for the ceremony. And it was always the same music when she was the wedding planner. And I sat back and I'm like, how is that telling their story if the music does not relate to them? I don't understand. Like, how is that possible? But that's well, back in the days. Okay, back in the back days. Back in the days, that's what it was, is that the wedding planner um, pretty much did a lot of this, like, control, had a lot of control over the weddings. Okay, okay. So, like, now... Is like because then there was always like for example, the men, or I should say the groom side's always on the right, the bride side's always on the left. That that is the norm. That is what has been years, but technically is it right or wrong? Um, and that's where like nowadays people just want people just okay just sit anywhere, because we're all going to be family anyways. So there's a lot of stuff that's traditional. And then there's a lot of stuff. And that's why I, tell them, I always tell my customers when it comes to weddings, there's no right or wrong way to do a wedding. It's what you want it to be. I had one wedding where they danced the entire time for the ceremony. Is that right or wrong? It's different. I know I would be tired, but, you know, I mean, that's <laughs> what they want to do. I had one wedding where they dressed up in Star Wars character. I mean, they came in with lifesavers and stuff like that. So it's like, Today, it's all about the vision. Don't discriminate or keep people in a box. Yeah. Let them be who they want to be. Yeah, I like and that. That's what makes the wedding better. Is that if I'm if I'm able to go to a wedding, or I'm able to have my wedding the way I visualize it. All my you have some people that grew up. All they focus on was having the perfect wedding. You can't take that vision away from them. That's that's part of the that's part of them. So you have to take that vision, and not only do you have to make that vision come alive, but you have to enhance it to where it's even five times better than what they can imagine. A lot of people got to get get out of their own ways. Like as a DJ entertainer, it's like, well, and this is just me in general. I'm not even gonna say as a DJ entertainer, you have to stay uncomfortable. You can never get to where you're comfortable when you start to become comfortable in anything in life 
you will always start making mistakes. Mm. But when you're uncomfortable, you're always going to be focused. You're always going to be doing things and you're always going to be learning. That's why I tell people, don't get comfortable because once you get comfortable, you're stuck. As a DJ entertainer, it's the same thing. You have to stay uncomfortable. Don't get used to doing one way, doing things this way, doing things that. You got to get to a point. Once you get comfortable in an area, it's time to move on. Yeah. I, I look at the skating rink. <laughs> Whew. And let me tell you, the skating <laughs> rink has been a crazy roller coaster when it comes to uh, comes to my skaters. Is some skaters want you to play the same stuff. Some skaters want you to play something different. I don't care what you do. You're never going to make everybody happy. So it's kind of get to the point where, okay, I'm going to do a little something new, a little something that I normally do. But it's like when you get to a point, not in just a skating rink, but you're for the venue, a club, or a skating rink, or anything where you're constantly have the same people coming into it, you can easily get stuck. Because that that's one of those environments to where if you do it for so long, you'll become so stuck to playing the same old songs. I had some DJ friends that was telling me at the club, I'm not going to say the name of the club, but they were DJing at this club and they got these people come in and they want to hear this same old Southern style, Southern blues music. You only can listen to Hole in the Wall so many times. I'm sorry. You just, you know, that's how it is. So for me at the skating rink, it's the same thing is I'll have, some some are older skaters. Oh, they want to hear this. Then I have some other skaters. Oh no, we want to hear some of the newer stuff. Then I have other skate because he skate. A lot of people don't understand. There's so many different varieties of different skate made. You have your JB skaters. You have your shuffle skaters. You have your your dance skaters. You have your. It's just a little bit of different ones. So then you got to play different types of gender and see skate music is not your mainstream. Skate music is kind of underground music because a lot of music that you play at the skating rink. You can't find in a record pool. If you ain't got the right connections, you're not gonna get some of the music that's popular. So it makes it challenging to a standpoint to where I've been DJing at Skate Ring for 10 years, and I always try to find a way to make it different because it's hard. It's like it's so easy to become comfortable. So and so what do you do to stay uncomfortable? Like, what do you do? You have to change up what you do. Like with me, when it comes to my company, is I'll find like yeah, I'm competing with myself. I find a different web method, different way, uh, different setup, a different thing. Um, with every and see, thing is with weddings, none of my weddings were ever the same. They'll never be the same. So that's always gonna keep me able to grow. That's why my business is growing because I'm competing with myself, and I'm actually listening to what the customer wants. Every customer will always be different. But if I was to get comfortable and stuck, then I will start doing what I want to do. Yeah. Not what the customer wants. And that's where that's how you can tell um how a person, how a business is gonna grow is when they get out of their own way and start making changes for the customer and not for themselves. When I'm doing things to make it easy for myself, then, then I'm stuck. I'm getting okay. comfortable. Got you. Because it's all about basically giving the customer what they want for their wedding because it's all about the customer. Right. So you just don't do what, you know, you just don't give them, bring their vision, 
you gonna put that vision out there. You're right. gonna be able to see it, type. Uh, and that's why I tell people all the time, I am not the best DJ in Fanville. I know there's many DJs out there that can DJ way better than me, but I listen to the customer, and I give the customer what they want. That's what makes me a best DJ for them. So when you see my reviews of you're the best DJ ever, I cater to what they wanted. It's so when, so you are the best DJ ever. So that's that's what it is. You are the best DJ, right? So. But, see, but that's why I want to we'll see some people, and I, and I have to say that because there's some DJs out there. Um, they will say, "Oh, he just does this, he does that." But it's so? a difference. If I focus on what the customer wants, no matter how embarrassing it might be sometimes <laughs> to play some of the music, <laughs> I'm going to give the customer the music that they want. That's what I mean, it's all about. That's what it's all about. And so it's like, and in some cases, now there is a point in time where I, they have, I don't have to say this. I've done this three times in 10 years I've been in business because I know February made 10 years. I've actually had to turn away a customer. And it's either because they had a bad attitude or what they wanted was like, I had one, in one case, I had one bride that didn't want no line music at all. What I mean, just think about that for a second. <laughs> yeah, because I just thought about it. So, what does she want? But that, but that had that that happened to me once upon a time where mm. Brad didn't want no live music, and I was just saying, think to myself, like as a DJ, I said, yeah, I can. No, no, that ain't gonna work because the first thing was gonna happen is that person's gonna come up and they're gonna ask, hey, can you play the wobble? Mm-hmm. And you play and see that that's why I have to define. I have to say, okay, well, let's break this down now because uh, I can put blur lines, and that's that's not a line song, but that's a that's a group song. No, no, I don't want no one dancing in groups, I don't want no one doing so. Then I'm like, okay, this is not gonna be a fun wedding. Mm-hmm. This is not gonna be one of those things. And so at that time, now don't get me wrong, I was just getting started really good. I think it was my second year in business. And I just had to turn it down because I'm I'm not the right DJ. And that's one of the things is I'll sit down and I'll listen to the customer. And if I feel that I am not the right DJ, I'm going to let them know up front. I'm not the right one for you. I have one customer. Oh, yeah, I want my wedding um, for eight hours. We want to dance like we in the club. <laughs> Sorry. I, I mean, eight hours, I'm dancing at the club. That's not going to happen. <laughs> so. I say, so me, it's like if your expectations are something that's unrealistic, I'm honest, I'm gonna say, well, look, you know what? I'm not the right DJ, but here's a list of other DJs that might be able to meet your needs. I never take on a job or event that I know I'm not the right DJ for. But then I have some people that try to fit me into that. And that's one of the things people have to understand. Listen to your DJ. When your DJ says up front, they don't think they're the right one, don't try to make them fit because the price is right. Mm. And that's what happens is the price might be right, but that might not be the right DJ for you. If you pay $200 for a DJ and he or she, all they do is DJ the club, then guess what? <laughs> Don't be surprised <laughs> when Humpback Hoochie Mama comes up. When she's walking in now. <laughs> right. You know, so those are things that people have to understand. It's like, you, you know, you get what you pay for. And in my case, I mean, you get what you pay for, but at the same time, you get a lot. So that's one of those things to where I had, I mean, there have been some times where I had one, and it's like, 
those individuals that wanted their certain things for their wedding, it's in your best interest. I don't care what you do in the event services. When you get a customer that gives you their vision and you know you can't make that vision come alive, it, it's, it's up to you to do the right thing. Right. Tell them up front. Oh, you know, you have those customers. Oh, okay. I want I want people to be able to dance on the ceiling. Okay. I don't have gravity boots, so I'm not going to be the right DJ. Bruh. <laughs> <laughs> those are the things that you have. You have customers. And don't get me wrong. Some customers are not realistic when it comes to their events. And that's where that's where there's always a disconnect. Me, I try to make sure that when I when I take on an event, I'm the right. Like I sit back and I listen. Um, when people ask for certain things, like let's say, um, like I like my way that just did this past weekend, they want to listen to K-pop music. K-pop music is more of your Korean pop music. Okay. So it's like that's what they wanted. I said, okay, I, I I'm familiar. I did six years in in Korea. I know. A lot of music about you know that's easy for me that's not hard if someone comes up and they're saying that they want to say and this is one of the, they want nothing but hardcore hip-hop i'm going to decline that and the reason why i'm going to decline that is because the bpm the beats per minute in the music is more so for music for you to listen to you can't dance to hardcore hip-hop okay so it, it's it's like some people, oh, we could make it. Nah, I'm sorry. Hip hop <laughs> is just that's not my specialty. And then my and my thing is my one of the biggest thing about my reputation is I play nothing but clean music. Okay. I don't care what event it is, you're gonna get clean music. You're not gonna get any cussing or, you know, it's not gonna happen because I'm the type of person is I don't want to play music. It's gonna be offensive to anyone that might be in the crowd. Now there's some songs, the messaging sometimes might be a little close to the borderline. But overall, I try to stay, I try to kind of keep it to the point where it's more positive and more fun than it is to where it's making me think like, wow, he's going to do a drive-by and do what? You know, it's, <laughs> you know, it's kind of like. So hold up. You had people that wanted you to play music like that at weddings? Oh, yes. All the time. All the time. It is. You'll be surprised. You'll have people come up and, I mean, I better yet, I'll even tell you. You have kids, little bitty five, six, seven-year-old kids come up and ask me to play. Can you play Drop It Like It's Hot? Or not Drop It Like It's Hot. What's the song that they come up and ask me to play? Um, um, like Rake It Up was a real popular one when it came first came out. Oh, I, I can't play this in a family environment. And this is at the skating rink. So it's like, oh, well, can you play um, Up? Okay. Cardi B, don't get me wrong, Cardi B is an outstanding great artist, but Cardi B, most of her music, you can't play in the public environment with families. <laughs> I mean... Is it a clean version? Even the clean version is not clean. <laughs> I mean, that's I love Cardi. I mean, Cardi B, don't get me wrong, I love a lot of her music, and mm. I will listen to it on a one-on-one -on -one basis. Yeah, but I got you. To playing it out there in the public. So you couldn't play like... <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's like you think about some of the stuff, I mean, because even if you put the clean edit, you know what she's talking about in the messaging. So you, you that's what I say, you, you know, music nowadays, and, that, and I can get, I can go all and on about music in general, but like music nowadays is not designed for public listening. 
it's perfect for club listening maybe but not for public listening like when you're in this like the skating rink is again i go back to the skating rink is the hardest platform is because you're always gonna have a large mix of people and when i say people we're talking about not only different backgrounds but ages yeah because i have one kid they'll come up and ask me i mean it's funny because i actually learn a lot from the skating rink they'll come up and they'll ask um hey can you play uh what was the one can you play cupid 2 what's cupid 2 i'll go and look it up it's something that's on youtube but it's not something that's in mainstream mm. so it's like it, they're actually educating me on new, new music and i have to go back and listen oh this song is the jam um just like was it um what's it what i feel i guess is a like chicken wing i chicken i mean wing, chicken wing yeah and I sit here thought to myself, he come up and ask you play chicken wing. Like chicken wing. That's my uh, nephew's song right there. Right. Well, I was like, to me, when I first <laughs> the first time I heard someone ask me, chicken wing, you want what you want bojangles? What, what are you talking about? <laughs> you know, and it's like it's a song. So then you go and you listen to it and you get a chance to learn. Um, and you learn a lot. And that's one of the things about being a DJ entertainer is you gotta be open-minded to learn because some of these kids, like, oh my gosh, TikTok, it it's it's killing us as DJs. <laughs> because people come up, can you play that TikTok song? Um, okay, which one? Yeah, that TikTok song that um where they were dancing crazy. Okay, okay, that's almost every TikTok song. What are you talking about? So it's like that's a I mean, that's just one of those things to where it's it's amazing how a person comes up and requests a song and they don't know what the song is, and they'll throw some lyrics out there, and be like, Okay, what are you trying to sing? Oh, okay, yeah, that TikTok song where where uh, Cardi B and Michael Jackson and <laughs> oh, you're talking about the remix to Up and Michael. Oh, okay, got you. But then again, it's like most of the TikTok songs, half of, I'll say half of the TikTok songs are, are not clean music. Right, right. Yeah. Is there any way that you can, you know, with the TikTok songs that they want, is there any way that you can get it clean? Or And that and that is the challenge because, see, now as a DJ entertainer, see, this is the, the behind the scenes of a DJ entertainer, is finding music has become more of a full-time job all by mm. itself because you have to now go out and you have to say, for example, like me, I'm a video T as a video DJ. Not only do I have to find the music, but sometimes I have to make the video. So like I have a lot of videos that I'll play that I made just so I can't play the video. Like if I take Cardi B's video up, I can't play that video. <laughs> a lot of songs now half of the women or most of these music videos are half butt naked almost so you can't play those type of videos in a public surrounding so now i have to go in and make videos to go along with the music that's that's appropriate wow and that's, that's... A challenging see music sorry hard as a regular audio dj to find clean music then as a video DJ, now you got to find videos that are appropriate. Because if you go back and you look at a lot of these videos up here, um, that are good songs, they're real good songs. But then you look at the video, be like, whoa, you know, I can't play that song because you know she got nothing on but her underwear. <laughs> so listen, what advice would you give to someone who's thinking of being a DJ? I would say. Um, when coming to be DJ, is you got to first things first, you have a passion for. You got to have 
the passion. You got to have, be understand. You got to put in the time. A lot of people think like I've been training a couple of DJs here recently, and they think all they do is they show up and they just choose music off a playlist. You got to put in the time. You got to practice. You're like BPM beats per minute is the most critical thing. If you're going to become a DJ, understand the music. Listen to the music. When like me, most of the time when I DJ, I say tell a story with your music. Listen to it, and that's where it happens is people get caught into the beat and not the message. Because a lot of people, believe it or not, the, the Mexican song could be terrible, but if it got a slamming beat, oh, it's the bomb. And so as a DJ, you have to be able to understand that beat per minute, and you got to understand the message, and you got to be able to combine those together when it comes time to mix your music. One of the things I tell people is Mixmeister, uh, which is a DJ software, not that expensive. You can actually download the free version. It will teach you the beats per minute. It okay. will help you, guide you through how to mix or blend the music. So then when you move up into the controller or turntables or whatever, like whatever the whatever platform you choose to use, you already have an idea on how the BPMs are going to sound. Okay. So Mixmeister is, is a good way of learning because like Mixmeister, I got introduced to Mixmeister when I was DJing Korea in 2006 to 2008. And Mixmeister helped me out with a lot of the newer music. Old school music, I was already set because I knew my beat permits for a lot of my old school stuff. But the newer stuff, Mixmeister gave me a better understanding of I'll put the song in and I can practice. Like, this song sounds good with this song. Okay, this is 95 beats per minute. This is 95 beats per minute. They both have a good message. They both, and I'm able to like practice with Mixmeister. So then when I turn over here, to the controller and i'm trying to go here and go that way with it then it makes it easier for me to flow with it mm, okay or in some djs in which the what we call the cheat code is you just hit the sync button and that's just a way of technically a lot of djs say you're cheating because it automatically with technology it automatically syncs to be permitted for you okay okay but, but that's the biggest thing is to learn the music Okay. understand the music understand and then also know the different genders of music um one of the things is don't get stuck with just hip-hop and r&b or country or rock or pop or top 40. you've got to get a variety me i can dj christian music gospel music um country music classic music beach music um, I, there's so many different genres and subgenres of music to where I can play and DJ with this because through my military career, I was exposed to on Thursday nights, I was DJing at the club country music. Um, and that was one of the things I love about DJing the military. It teaches you to be or have a variety. Um, Latin music. Oh, my gosh. Latin music. I love my Latin music. I'm still learning. The Latin Latin music has so many different subgenres under latin that is ridiculous that is probably the most challenging gender of music but it has the best selection of music because of most of the beats per minute most of the music it's easier to the message is good um and it's easy to mix in together so it's like learning my latin i've been learning latin and, I, and i'll continue to keep learning latin music because latin music wow I've, I've just never like there's you got your island style you have your caribbean you have your jamaican you have your puerto rican you have your 
um, South America, which is a, a whole nother category all by itself. You have your Mexican version. It's like there's so many different, like because of this, uh, rap music is a variety throughout the entire world that you learn so much from that. So like to me, um, that's the most true. But the more you learn as a DJ, the better you become. Don't get stuck. Like I said, don't get comfortable. Stay uncomfortable the whole time. Just go out there and do stuff that you've never done before. Afrobeats. Afrobeats is one of those new things now where it's a variety of mix, but it's like once you start to get into it more and more, the better you become at it. Because Afrobeats is kind of like a combination of RB and your your kind of like your top pop, your your pop, the top 40, because it's always a nice variety of it all mixed together. It kind of like Jamaican music mixed in with R&B in a sense. But yeah, it has, and it got so the nice beat. Right, it always has a nice beat. Yeah. But that's just one of the things is when you want to become a DJ, do it because you love music. Don't do it because it's a side hustle for the, for the money. One of the things about me, what makes me a good DJ is I love what I do. I love about, I love the craft. I love how to take a person's vision and make it into reality using all kinds of different methods and ways of technology. Learning how to tell a story by a song that you play. So sometimes I can see people and, okay, let me play this song because I see how they're moving, how they're dancing. You see that old couple out there doing a little two-step. Okay, you know what? They're doing a two-step on this new song. Let me throw a song that I know they know by heart and let them dance even better. So, you, and then the thing is, you, you got to love people. You can't just be doing it because you love music. You love people and you love to entertain people. That's that's awesome right there. Listen, everybody, this is DJ Ragtop, <laughs> the life of an entertainer. You're going to hear more from him, believe me. You're going to hear much more from him. But tell the people how they can get in contact with you. Well, the, um, the best way to get in contact with me is, like I said, I'm on Facebook 24-7, so it's easy to hit me up on Facebook. But if you want to call me or give me a call, um, you can always call me at my number is 910-261-1518. Or you can hit me up on my email, which is dc2, the number two, dw.ceo at outlook.com. Um, okay. I'm I'm actually real good at like within 24 to 48 hours. I'm real good at responding back. Text message is all. I mean, calling me in text message. Of course, you get me quickly. Um, but that's probably the best way to get in contact with me is to if you can't reach me by my cell phone, then by all means, um, just hit me up on Facebook because I will respond quickly on Facebook. All right, and okay, and what's your email again so I could let them know? Uh, my email is d. I'm gonna, let me let me break that military side on me. D as in Delta, C as in Charlie. That number two, D as in Delta, W as in whiskey. Dot C as in Charlie, E as in Echo, O as in Oscar, at Outlook.com. Okay. Yeah, let me put that up there, making sure everybody will be able to see this in the comments. Once again, y'all, this is Why Not Us Podcast. Thank you for coming to the platform. I can't wait for you to come back and let the people know again because uh, this was everything. I like this. So 
Thank you again for coming to the platform. Well, Kendra, I want to say thank you to you too, because like I said, it was like when we said back the first time I met you, you have a lot of energy. That's why I was happy to come on your platform because you're all about being positive. And I hope and pray I get a chance to do some more stuff on your because I like I mean, I'm thinking about like that show I was telling you about, Life of the DJ coming in. I, I would love to do that on your platform because I love your spirit and I love the, what you're trying to do here. Yeah, of course. That's what that's what I'm yeah, that's what yeah. I'm talking about. We already right, right. We already clearly, doing it. Yeah. You, already, we are. you came in and you was already all in my mind, like, dang, how she know what okay, well, okay. Yeah, yeah because yeah, because it's very important. Like, this is very important. Like, I take this serious. Like, you taking the time out to even come on to my platform, like I'm learning from you, like. Everybody know about you in my circle. Like, yo, I learned this from him, and he's this person. So, yeah, like, it's excited because of who you as who you are as a person. You are a good person, so I love that. You feel me? You real positive yourself, and of course, you already know it's tag team. We coming back next week, so okay. we're gonna yep. make this a weekly thing. You feel right. me? I told Definitely. you this is what this platform is for. Right. You know what I'm saying? So you already know the vibe. So y'all will see him next week. You'll see us again <laughs> next week. So positive vibes and positive energy. Y'all have a great day. All right. Y'all take it easy. We'll see y'all next, uh, next time. Yep. You already know. See, that's